So, uh, welcome to um, this interview with biomechanics coach Mark Nesbitt. Hello, yes, it is indeed. Uh, but business name Frankham still, or how do you? Yeah, technically, I've not got around to changing that yet. So, yeah, it's only like a recent change of the past. Oh God, a couple of months now. Yeah, because I'm, I'm getting married. Well, I'm supposed to get married in June, and you think like everybody knows you as France or Frankham in business. You think is it going to be detrimental to? The business to then suddenly change my name, the sort of searches and things. So, um, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same place, which is why I was quite interested. But um, like you, I'm thinking France. Kind of people know that, so I might I might. Stick I was going to say yeah. Whenever I talk about you, it's always Rachel France. It's never Francie. just Rachel. <laughs> French people who don't know me. <laughs> I'm definitely not French. Uh, so uh, thanks for um, giving us a little bit of time and and the idea no of chats is um i'm a nerd i know you are when it comes mm. to what we do as human movement practitioners uh, in particular as biomechanics coaches and i know there's a lot of people who they always wonder well, what, what is biomechanics coaching what do we do so um i'm just gonna ask you questions we'll just have a chat we might kind of get a bit geeky and veer off which is great um, so if we start if you introduce yourself and um, what, what do you class yourself or how professionally how do you describe yourself? Um, yeah, kind of like a bit of a nerd. No, no. <laughs> um, effectively, my name is Mark. I run a business called The Mark Method, and that is uh, encompassing uh, personal training. Uh, I'm also a British powerlifting coach and also an intrinsic biomechanics coach. And effectively, how I deal with clients is make them fitter, healthier, stronger, more conditioned, improve their movement, and no matter what their goal being, fat loss, muscle gain, sports performance, it all kind of comes under that umbrella of what I do. Brilliant. And so, um, have you been able to transition on it during lockdown into um, an online service? How are you coping? What are you doing to sort of manage the time right now? So, the personal training side of things, not a problem. Uh, that's just been kind of like switching a load of my clients from face to face over to uh, kind of like video call style. So, that's been uh, via Zoom, team meetings, uh, WhatsApp calls, Facebook Messenger calls, like that kind of thing. Um, the biomechanic side of thing has been more of a checking in with clients, seeing how the movement's getting on and stuff like that. And effectively, if like myself, I've not felt too comfortable bringing people through screenings because I'm still trying to get the hang of it, like not being able to sort of coach the movement and move them around and stuff. So what I've been doing is kind of like the I move freely kind of stuff. So I'll be like, okay, how you been getting on? Still noticing this. Okay, here's some homework and we're going to take you through some like stuff now, that kind of thing. And the powerlifting side of things, that's just had to stop. There's not many people with a squat rack and a barbell um, in their garage or home at the moment. So it's unfortunate, but at the same time, I'm still trying to keep them strong by doing like body weight movements and stuff yeah and i don't think that's a bad thing i think no. i think we've all been through the cooper ross curve haven't we so we'll all recognize that what is it six weeks ago we were in stage one the shock numbness denial mm -hmm. then we transitioned to stage two fear and depression oh my god my business is over i'm ruined i'm gonna have to stuck shelves in tesco you know which there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that at no. all um uh, but and i think we're all prepared for things like that but um, it, you, I think it's human. I personally, anyway, I'm always kind of like flipping it and going, right, what lesson could we learn here? 
and even as a power lifter, I think there's got to be some good to come from allowing your joints to take a break. It's yeah. like the, the kind of phases, you know, off-season, on-season, trimestering, sort of um, lightweights, midweights, heavyweights. Does, does that not work? Is that how it works in powerlifting? You, you do that? Yeah, so it depends on what kind of uh, style you do, because uh, with periodization, typically, yeah, you'd work up to like uh, like maximal load and then eventually you'd then have to do some sort of deload uh, or taper or something like that. Um, whereas something that I do is conjugate. So it's kind of like a mixture of max effort as well as uh, like sort of dynamic effort, which is kind of like a speed and stuff like that, but a lot lighter weight. But one thing that I've found, especially with my clients, is kind of like this is a great opportunity for conditioning so high rep work fitness uh plyometrics uh, and mobility biomechanics that kind of stuff so yeah uh, i'm definitely emphasizing clients as well as myself uh, i was actually going to go for a run this morning which i've not ran in like a decade <laughs> but it's because i had this kind of like hmm, i'm gonna try like different things do you know what i mean um but it's only because it's been raining this morning while well, i've kind of gone mm, it's not raining tomorrow morning i'll do it then because like a first run after a decade, it's going to be horrible, and I don't want it to be like raining as well. <laughs> if you think it's going to be horrible, of course it's going to be horrible. You got to go with the right. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. <laughs> but I mean, it's interesting because, um, particularly with strength sports, which is which I'm fascinated by, uh, like you, not not so much powerlifting, but bodybuilding, mm -hmm. um, that kind of world more so maybe, and the concept of um, high rep, light weight conditioning work whether people understand that ligaments tendons take longer to thicken and develop mm -hmm. than muscle and there's always this kind of idea of everyone thinks in muscles and yeah the, the narrow yeah. it's only muscles <laughs> um, and yet the the tendons and the ligaments are, are, are a different structure altogether and they directly impact on what your muscles are capable of so trying to help uh, clients who maybe don't have so much of the technical background, which I think in those kind of sports they do a little bit because they read around it, they want every advantage when they're competitive. Um, mm. But are you, I mean, is that something you've always done is try and condition the sort of um, connective tissue first in terms of what you're talking about, the um, um, sort of preparation, periodization? Is that something you explain to them? Do you read around that or? So it's a bit weird, a bit of a weird one. I'd only say like the past year, uh, I've kind of like experimented with high rep work myself. Right. And it's always been because heavier weight means you'll get stronger, right? Nothing else will make you stronger. So I'm not interested in anything else. Um, but then, yeah, it was about a year ago. I kind of, uh, I was speaking to a sports performance coach in America. Uh, his name's Jacob Ross, amazing guy. And he was saying about doing high rep work, just giving it a go. Um, obviously because of the connected tissue. And I was kind of like, do you know what? That actually makes a lot of sense. I'll give it a go. And within like, I don't want to put like a time frame on it because I don't want to give it like, a, oh, this is definitely when it will happen. But it was in like a few weeks. I started noticing a difference just in how I felt, my recovery time and stuff like that. And I was kind of like, okay, clients have to start doing this as well now. It, it, <laughs> I, I want to see if it like obviously affects them in the same way. And yeah, it was. It was the same with clients as well. And since then, it's been with everyone it's not just been my strong clients it's been with um, yeah joe blogs trying to lose a couple of pounds it's been uh people that are like endurance runners like because i've got a very wide kind of like variety client base like my youngest clients like 16 my oldest is like in their 80s and obviously it's from powerlifter to post injury rehab coming back into the gym it's kind of like i've got a 
be quite broad with what I give people. <laughs> but yeah. And I think that's that's it. It's like it doesn't matter what age, what what demographic. Everybody wants um, connective tissue that provides the, the 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 strength through to the muscle, and then muscles that are strong. Whether that's for aesthetics, whether it's to uh, power lift, or whether mm -hmm. it's walking to Tesco and back. Everybody technically wants the same kind of thing mm -hmm. in terms of how how we build up their body in whatever reason they come to us as um, movement practitioners, I guess. So it's the same across the board. It's interesting because I had um, there's a power lifter down at our gym and similarly for him, I gave him, I think it was a muscle energy technique mm -hmm. and, and he, his lifts went up by 10 kilos. Two of his lifts went up by 10 kilos within, I want to say a week. I think it was slightly less than that. Um, nice. And again, it's only anecdotal, but where, where you and I kind of experience it over and over again, personally, and then me not powerlifting, obviously, but in terms of then transferring that information to a client, it's quite difficult, isn't it, to a lay person when they just want, they just want to lift heavy stuff off the floor or big, bigger bicep peaks. How, how do you get around that? Um, effectively, yeah, I kind of like manipulate them <laughs> in a sense where I kind of go... Like, if they say, oh, my goal is to lift heavier, I'm kind of like, if you do this, you'll be able to lift heavier. It's kind of like using it in that kind of sense. But then uh, I think it's also quite important to stress, like, recovery is obviously just as important, if not, I would say more important than obviously doing the overload and stuff like that. Because nobody wants an injury. Obviously, everyone has, like, different goals, but nobody wants an injury. And I'm always like, if there's anything we can do to keep you guys coming in to the gym or working out from at home is kind of like, it's worth doing. There, there should be no question unless obviously you kind of like, I don't feel like it's benefiting me. And in that case, we'll try something else that keeps you sort of more entertained. Yeah. Which is where I think I'm really fits in perfectly. I feel so strongly. I mean, always felt strongly about I'm really, but even mm. more so now in terms of getting it into homes all over the, uh, the UK. How do you, think this whole lockdown is is going to affect the health and fitness industry i, I mean i'm trying to encourage people you've got to think like long term right mm -hmm. so have you thought about that what, what are your thoughts on that mark so <laughs> i like to read and research different things and stuff and one of my favorite things that i've read in this lockdown period about um coming out of things stronger is from the Great Depression, Fender, uh, the guitar manufacturer, created amplifiers, they created guitars and stuff like that, and it's changed the entire world. Now, not to sound cliche, but I feel the same is going to happen with the fitness industry. We're going to have massive spike, and I feel like everyone at the moment that wants to put the time in to improve as coaches, as clients, just any, anyone within their industry, is going to be putting in all that extra time that they've now got into stuff that they wanted to do, but didn't have time for and stuff like that. And even myself, I've noticed there's a couple of things that I've not been doing from sales, marketing, um, from even as a personal trainer perspective that now I'm kind of like, all right, I'm changing that now. So that, especially when we come back out, I'm going to be a better sort of coach. So I definitely think we'll be in a better place after it. It's just probably going to take time to, get there and implement it and even once we're allowed out it's not going to be gates open everyone's free uh, i think it's going to be 
gradual, but once we do eventually come off the back end of it, I do think we'll be in a better place for it. I, I completely agree. I think it's been a huge shake-up for, because I think the industry is heavily, um, um, the, the kind of a big demographic are the, the sole traders. Yes. Um, the, the, you know, like you, um, you know, the guys out there that are kind of, split shifts, ridiculous hours, you know, never had time for anything, just trying to make a crumb and, you know, loving what they do because no, nobody does this job for the money. Um, if anybody said that, they'd, they'd be lying, I'm sure. I, I can't imagine anyone going into this industry for the money. And so I do think, I agree with you, I think it's tightening us up on the weak areas. It has for me, technology and online resources. I mean, huge for me. I've yep. transitioned into being so excited. I've got an Army Freely workshop today and I can't wait. And it's bizarre because, but I can't, still can't wait to get back to the face-to-face. -face. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. um, I don't know if you saw those polls I did on my Facebook page about what do you miss? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Everyone was like human contact, which is yeah. personal training. And so I don't see it long-term as detrimental at all. So um, kind of coming back then to um people learning about things right now what do you think are common misconceptions around biomechanics for personal trainers from your training to, to now because i know you read a lot i know you're a smart cookie um you do a lot of self kind of you know re, uh, research kind of thing and read around a lot of things but what do you think are the, the biggest misconceptions about biomechanics as a science and then kind of the study that we do in intrinsic biomechanics? Uh, I think it, the main misconception is uh, effectively from what I've noticed is more of a people just think it's uh, okay so you're just gonna teach me how to squat or like it's more of an intrin uh, extrinsic uh, sort of coaching style and obviously when you explain the difference between intrinsic sometimes there's still that mm, I still don't understand what you mean kind of thing so it's having that extra explanation. Like one thing that I've found uh, since lockdown is when I'm in face to face, people can feel that passion. They can see my body language quite well. But now I've got like a little square screen where a lot of my body language is cut off. And I'm kind of like, I could step back, but then, yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's kind of like getting that point across and kind of like capturing people with it, if that makes sense. So once I've got people's attention and they can see my passion behind it it kind of like becomes more of an infectious thing so effectively it's just people's misconception of effectively what we do um is that kind of like answering your question or do you mean something else yeah but also sort of generally in the industry so even to other professionals like you know um postural assessment had a sort of phase and functional movement screening has had phases you know the industry ha it has this trend of phases um, and I think every, I personally think everything has relevance, but in terms of misconceptions by other personal trainers about what you and I do as, a, as an intrinsic biomechanics coach, you know, what do you think are those, those do, you, do you come across other professionals who ask you and what, what do they believe we do and what do you think the difference is? Um, I mean, I do have a lot of professionals ask me what I do, but like, I don't really... What do you say? Yeah, I, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's hard to say because like most of the time when you just have this conversation, you don't really think misconception. Um, 
not really too sure how to answer that one, if I'm honest. Well, in terms of, um, I, I think we're, we're often perceived as injury specialists. Oh, um, right. Yeah, in that kind of sense, yeah. It's kind of the physiotherapy end. Um, and you'll know from our training that we actually steer you way away from that because if you want to be a physio, you have to do a physio degree. Oh, 100%, um, yeah. Only clinicians should be dealing with injuries. But I do think, I, um, I believe there's a misconception around injury and issues yeah which is how we maybe define what we do so we deal with issues like they're not injuries so an injury in my world is like trauma you fall off your bike you, you break a bone you've mm. got to go to see uh, you know clinicians and get scans and see a physio or a mm. therapist whereas what we do i believe is the, is the bigger bigger demographic of people like right now particularly on lockdown or people stuck at home working from home where we deal with issues that are biomechanical loading, which is easily rectified more often than not with simply exercise. Is that, does that how, is that how you see it more in terms of, I guess the, my question was wrong, I was talking about the biomechanics and the assessment side, but I think it's actually what we classify as our specialism in terms of what yeah. So I would say the, like the biggest mis misconception then would be um, kind of like the mark will fix you. Um, <laughs> it's, oh, you've got this problem. Mark over there is a biomechanics coach, he'll fix you. And it's kind of like, not quite. <laughs> um, so yeah, effectively what I try to explain to people is um, it's normally the low grade injuries. If not, you've not got a problem at the moment. You just want to have optimal performance um, or optimal movement, better movement kind of say. Um, and then, yeah, obviously from that, it's then use their goal to kind of like give that example of, You'll run faster, you'll lift more, um, your movement will just be better. The likelihood of injury decreases, although there's always going to be some risk in anything ever. <laughs> so, yeah, that's normally how I kind of like get the point across. Yeah, I totally agree. So how do you think it's helped you then as a coach specifically to do the training that we gave you in terms of that kind of understanding? Oh, what, the biomechanics coach course? Mm. Oh, it's, it's, it was weird. It was kind of like just... I went there thinking, <laughs> in a good way, in a good way. So like, I went to the course and I was kind of thinking, I know what I'm talking about. I'm just going to answer a few questions, easy. And then I think it was like the first couple of sentences you said, you said quadrata samborum. And I was like, what the hell's that? And then it just blew my mind and I was kind of like, all right, I really don't know anything. And then the more we got into the course, it was more of a, you really don't know anything kind of like the Kubler-Ross curve of just everything I know isn't what I know and all that kind of thing um so it's kind of like a bit of a light switch of like a humbling light switch of you don't know everything but you can know more about what you thought you already knew if that makes sense and it's definitely a course that's made me better as a personal trainer as a powerlifting coach um obviously as a biomechanics uh, enthusiast <laughs> we'll say um and yeah i i definitely recommend it it's definitely worth doing just because like you just don't realize what you don't know if that makes yeah. sense and, and i find it interesting because i know you are i knew you switched on when you came along as well um to hear that but i, I mean when you look back at it we, we only reteach you the level three anatomy and, mm -hmm. I and know. that's all it is but it's giving you like that that reason to remember it isn't it and then when you're a bit nerdy like we are you kind of then go ah oh, right okay and this is, I think, where the Kubler-Ross curve concept is so important that, you know, 
you, you go on this journey of right and you kind of relearn and, and then it's enhancing the vocabulary but I think there's a um, you, you find you switching aren't you between the classroom and your nerdy reading and then you've got to speak to Barry down the gym or online about things that you're like okay how do I how do I explain subclinical muscle spasm yeah. Do you have a script or, or do you just shoot from the hip with that stuff, depending on who you speak to? Yeah, I suppose it depends on the kind of client that I'm kind of like talking to or even professional, to be fair. Um, I find professional, I actually sort of dumb it down a lot more, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, in fact, back to what you said about misconceptions earlier. Um, one thing that I kind of like describe myself is I'm not just a PT but I'm not quite a, an injury professional such as physio, chiro, osteo, like that kind of thing. I'm kind of like the middleman between where I'm kind of like, I, I am a personal trainer as well. So after you've worked with that kind of person, I take you into that next step kind of thing. And I understand injuries. I understand the med medical speak. And that's been another thing since having to do, uh, I can't remember in what workshop it was, but when we had to kind of like translate medical speak, I became obsessed with it. I was kind of like, whenever I'd hear someone's like physio notes and stuff, I was kind of like, ooh, it's a different language. So I've got to translate that. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Because uh, you know, I know you and I have that synergy about like getting kind of geeky about stuff we don't know. And then like, you know, going just all out to just absorb it like a sponge. So, yeah. okay, well, okay then. What, what would be, um, give me your, let's go with top three book recommendations like right now. Are you reading books right now? I know you read quite a bit, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, at the moment, I'm more sales and marketing uh, sort of focus. So, um, anything? What's your top three uh, right now? At the moment, I'm reading Dot Com Secrets by uh, Russell Bronson. Oh yeah. Bronson. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other one is Grey's Anatomy, um, but not the uh, soap, the <laughs> the medical Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Um, and that one's just really interesting for just like the the graphic illustrations and stuff like that just breaking things down and really giving you a good visual uh i can't remember what edition i've got but i've got the colored edition right. so when it's talking about certain like uh, muscle groups nerves and stuff like that it highlights it and it really like pinpoints of, of what you're looking at um and another one ooh, it's hard to pick a top three oh. <laughs> So are you, okay, so what, okay, on your third one, what about, um, do you have like a favourite um, um, place to go for research or like, you know, is there a hub or um, a Facebook page or a website or somewhere where you go for like research? Because I know you like looking at some of that stuff as well. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. I, I, I look at PubMed quite a fair bit, but that, I wouldn't say that I take that as gospel. It's more of just uh, I want to see what yeah. is being said, kind of thing. Because I know certain uh, research, like studies and things, can sometimes be manipulated. Because um, obviously they're doing certain studies for a certain outcome, um, and it's kind of like I know it can't always be taken as uh, what's the word gospel kind of thing so um pubmed i sometimes go on and effectively i would say there's no uh, specific source that i tend to go to it's more of just who i look up to as kind of like mentors within this industry kind of thing i, I see what they're saying and i see how many people at a high level are saying the same thing kind of thing 
So who, who are those guys then? Maybe reel off a few names. Oh, okay. Yourself. <laughs> um, so yeah, biomechanics education, definitely check that out. Um, uh, I've already mentioned Jacob Ross. Um, like a lot of what I sort of look into as well is kind of like obviously powerlifting style. So uh, people like Dave Tate as well. Um, love what he puts out. Um, and then I suppose pretty much it's just like the biomechanics guys. So uh, Chris Kitson, Tom uh, Waldron, is it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and like all those guys, it's, it's just really fascinating just seeing everyone's different take on it. And obviously everyone's got different lines of work or lines of therapy alongside that. So obviously myself, I say I'm just a PT as well, but obviously other people are massage therapists or uh, was it sports therapists and things like that. So it's just interesting seeing people's different take on things. Different interpretation. What about yeah. the American guys? Like, um, is it Greg Knuckles is another one that... Oh um, yeah, yeah, Greg Knuckles, yeah. He's kind of like, stuff. you know, 300 pages on the deadlift or whatever it is. It's squat deadlift bench, I think he did, didn't he? He did... Um, yeah. that he shares really generously where he looks at the anatomy the biomechanics um the forces uh, that that kind of i mean i could just like soak that stuff up mm -hmm. um, cool okay what else do i want to ask you so um do you um have any kind of forward thinking about further education that you are looking to um, gain down the line or is that not something you're thinking about right now or you know like um, do you have dreams of being um, being an osteopath or something like that or or not is there what's the next course you would consider so I was on a podcast yesterday and they asked me the same thing and I've got a list <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of like I've got a list I'm kind of like there's so many different things that I want to be doing um but I know you've done the uh weightlifting is it the British weightlifting yeah like a uh, coaching course oh, I'd love to do that because snatching clean and jerk another thing that just baffles me in terms of the technicality with it all um I've done yeah. five by the way no I've done four Olympic weightlifting courses <laughs> well what would that be like SNC British weightlifting one and two I did the British weightlifting level one. I did the Jordan one um, years okay. ago with Samir Achille and then uh, Rumart Laws. Then I did the Elite Performance Institute uh, phase one, phase two, so Carl Gilligan. Mm -hmm. And then I did uh, Brendan Chaplin's um, level four strength and conditioning award. And um, kind of the technical application and teaching is pretty much the same, but you, you, you do particularly when I think the periodization was what fascinated me and yet I felt I still know squiddly dip like like you know mm -hmm. I went through two uh, of them but I felt that um, I'm a classroom learner um, and I want to sit in the classroom well I want to be practical as well but I want to be able to then sit in the classroom and challenge and ask and work it out and how it fits in and um, I haven't yet found that so I've been tapping up Cyril Martin don't know if you're an old guy, a little no, coach in Alfreton, Nottingham Way. Um, and I went to see him years ago. He was one of my first Olympic weightlifting coaches. Uh, you know, and I mean, he charged me pennies. And I was like, like, you serious? Like, you're, you're Cyril Martin. Uh, <laughs> and I've been trying to, we were supposed to be doing the Kaizen project this year. And I had him booked, like provisionally booked to do a periodization workshop. And I am like, <gasps> gagging, waiting for that. So that that's kind of, for me, you know, I've done all these Olympic weightlifting courses. I think the lifts are the lifts. 
there are different slants on it and I've watched a little bit of Michaela Breeze mm -hmm. so her stuff's quite good as well but the periodization I'm still like I'm, I kind of want to go in that a little bit more so sorry I've just taken over from you no 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 you're okay. <laughs> um, but that's the thing I think yeah so uh, the weightlifting I think could be pretty cool um, there was even at one point where like this was before having my own business and having uh, a mortgage and everything but um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Ma Strength as an MA Strength no, they're basically um, UK? sorry, UK or American or China. Oh, really? <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So uh, effectively, it's kind of like a, a camp where you go there for I think it's either like one month or three, one month or three months or something like that. And effectively, you live with the weightlifting coaches that coach Chinese weightlifters. Wow. And I thought that would just be mental because obviously China tend to be more of like the the top level when it comes to weightlifting. So there's that. I've thought about doing a BTN Nutrition. That one's the more likely one that I'm looking at coming up. Um, but just about to start, by the way. Fourth I know, day. I know. I'm kind of like, oh, I might, I might not. It, it's kind of like, at the moment, I'm because I'm in that uncertain. Payment holiday for three months. Oh, is it? You sign up for quid and you have a payment holiday for three months. So Vancouver's That's good to know. BTN Practical Academy. So I'm literally, I've got a blog ready to come out just to shout about it for him on Thursday, but it kicks off kind of May 4th. Yep. Um, and he sort of said, what do you think? How do you feel about it? So I've got no problem with it. I said, people are investing in education right now. And he said, yep. you know, we are doing this payment holiday. So uh, I would definitely check right. that one out. I, I did the mm -hmm. foundation one. The book alone that I got with the Foundation Academy um, BTN course was, I, I mean, that alone was the value in investing in their stuff. I think he's got integrity, so I'd yeah, see yeah, that yeah. way. If, uh, but what else? What else? Uh, well, I was looking at BTN uh, Nutrition or the uh, Mac Nutrition. If you've heard yeah. of that one, yeah. yeah so, I'm like, I just yeah. sorry, I'm not as familiar with the Mac Nutrition stuff. Yeah, um, and then uh, what is it? I've thought about doing some rock tape stuff, um, like in terms of like the actual tape itself, but they also do uh, like, they've got their own like cupping therapy kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I can't remember the name of the, the tool that they use, but the scraping kind of thing. I, I thought that'd be pretty cool to learn about and get into sports massage therapy. I wanna, I wanna basically just do it all, but I know it's not always possible because effectively if you as an athlete are trying to do all the sports, you're never gonna be great at those sports all at once. So it's one thing that I kind of need to hone in a little bit. And because I myself are very passionate about powerlifting, I know that's effectively where my strength is. So it's kind of like all my eggs at the moment are kind of like powerlifting, biomechanics, personal training, and I could kind of like merge them quite nicely together yeah. to create the Mark method. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And um, I think I think you're right. I think we should we can be a little bit hybrid. And I love going on courses. I'm like you. I like being multifaceted. I've done manual therapy. I've taught manual therapy, but I don't use manual therapy. It's just it's not my bag. I like the movement stuff um, and sort of the assessment and, um, you know, coaching side, even more so than personal training per se. Um, but I think it's always helpful to know a little bit and then you know when and where to refer someone um, for um, that skill set because you understand it. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, you've got to be a bit more, um, okay, what's right right now, particularly in these current climate. Uh, but Mike Grice is a good one for dibbing in and out of his diploma. Mm -hmm. to understand a bit about the manual therapy side. And I think he also teaches a K-taping. He oh, okay. at Cunningham um, in Liverpool does the cupping. Fire cupping was amazing. 
so they came down and did a CPD with us and I think he and Mike are kind of writing that up at the minute I think he was involved I think he was a sports therapist for Liverpool I want to say that okay offended anyone who said the wrong football team I'm sure it was Liverpool that's where he is <laughs> but yeah that might be another one but I think um one of the things that always strikes me about you and your social media um because we'll come to how people can find you in a minute is um the kind of well a your editing skills I love your videos and I love the sense of humor so in terms of um, when people are looking for a coach or a trainer I think there's definitely dynamics that work. And so, you know, you want to look for, because there's, there's, there's thousands, there's millions of personal trainers around. How do you pick them out? What, what do you think makes the Mark Method personal training service unique? You've obviously got the niche in, in, in powerlifting, but is there, is there something that helps you stand out? Not all of your clients are powerlifters, as you've said, so you've got a real wide base. So for anybody who's watching this back, what makes you different, do you think? Uh, so, with me, like, what you see is what you get. Because I know that uh, with personal training as a whole, some people see that title as kind of like a superhero uniform. And once they go, it goes on, they kind of like have to change who they are and become this crazy person that just shouts at everyone, tells people five more no matter what, and that kind of thing. Whereas I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm very realistic in my approach. I'm kind of like, I know where people's limits are. I know to push when not to push um and as i say like you as the client are always going to be my like my focus it's never going to be kind of like a we're going to do this because i want you to do this it's always going to be well your goal is this that's why we're doing this kind of thing and i'm just i don't know it's it's very cliche to say i'm passionate about like the fitness industry and stuff but i'm kind of like i enjoy explaining it and i think like me being passionate i think i've already said the in this like session like it becomes kind of like infectious. You see my passion and I try and make it kind of like infectious so that you get that same passion. Um, and then one last thing is I always train people as if tomorrow they're no longer going to have me and I would want to feel comfortable that they know what they're doing and can kind of like handle themselves. Because I know obviously things come up financially and things like that and I understand that people aren't going to be with me forever. So I'm kind of like, I want them to be in the best scenario, even if they do go to another PT and that kind of thing. So. Yeah. And I think that's good practice. I think, no, I think, I think you're right. It's the empowerment to give them skills long-term. That's going to give you the success. They're going to recommend their friends and they're going to come back to you. So, so, okay. Well, how do people find you? Um, I know you're all over the place. So do you want to reel off your uh, locations? If people want to come and speak to you or use your services, how do they find you? So uh, the main thing would be the website. So www themarkmethod.co.uk uh, and with that comes uh, basically all the services I like, kind of do where I'm sort of at in terms of location wise um, and then pretty much every social media platform is at the mark method apart from Twitter I don't really <laughs> use that one don't know why I just can't get on with it <laughs> so yeah brilliant oh, that's awesome um, so I appreciate your time I'm gonna um, let hey, you off. I know that uh, you're going to get your book, you're heading to a book or something now. So, yeah. um, take care, mate. Yep. Yeah. Good. Good. See you now.